Welcome to the Seven Sense Podcast. This is a space to explore, reflect, and share. Open conversations for the heart, mind, and soul. Hello, everyone. My name is Edna Jay. My name is Eugenia Shaga. And welcome back to the Seven Sense Podcast. First things first, how was your week? My week is good. Productive enlightening a bit just you get to learn a bit more about yourself even just how you handle things a week of growth i want to say an introspection i lost my voice for a couple of days but we're back but i love how the week was i'd rate my week at like a seven out of ten um was super productive work-wise and content-wise i got to work out this week almost consistently which is great and on the flip side, I had a stomach bug this week, so thank God I was working from home because that would have not been fun. Um, also, my moods have been all over the place, but I blame the medication I'm currently on. So yeah, good and bad, 7 out of 10 for me. As always, we like to start our episodes with some questions. The first question I'd like to ask you is, what kind of cult would you like to start? I think we don't wear shoes. Like for me, that would be a cult. It's show up wherever you are. That's where you don't wear shoes. We live like in a commune. You can still hold down whatever life you live, but we just don't wear shoes. Why? Because I feel like your feet ground you to the earth. And with just that connection, I believe it's just you're able to channel. Just it's a toroid. See, so if your battery is linked to the earth, you're able to charge faster. In my opinion, just from science. And like the injuries and just like the ickiness of the floor. I'm not saying don't wear shoes and don't wash your feet. Just there's hygiene that comes with it, but just just don't wear shoes. No, like the injuries, like there's glass on the floor or like someone peed over there, like that type of thing. <laughs> don't mind. <laughs> don't mind it. Okay, I would start a cult around a couple of things either like java dowers like just coming up with the perfect combination of lemon ginger and honey or podcasts just because but i don't really see how that could be a cult or like note taking and organization like a cult where we like review methods and come up with new resources and tools around organization that would be my cult so for this episode we are going to be talking about relationships with friends if you're joining us for the first time for season two, we have the theme of relationships that we've been carrying throughout our episodes. So far, we've done with self, with parents, with siblings, and now today we're going to talk about friends. And I think a good place to start would be the difference between a friend and an acquaintance and the boundaries that come with that. So how would you define like an acquaintance and the difference between an acquaintance and a friend? I think acquaintances are people that you not necessarily choose to see, but you see on a like almost day-to-day basis, maybe because of work or school. Mm. And then a friend, it's like a choice, and it's someone who like you're aligned with in terms like of like your principles, maybe your values, someone who's loyal to you, someone you can count on. So I think that's the difference. How I'd say it. I mean, yeah, I think for me, an acquaintance is I know your name, um, maybe at most, maybe both of your names. We don't know much about each other. It's just surface level things. I think our friend now is you've taken time to get to actually know this person. So that's for me, it's a time difference between the time spent getting to exchange personalities, if I'd put it that way. 
Okay, so what do you think are your boundaries between your friends and your acquaintances? That's interesting because is it, do you feel like you have this discussion like with your friend being like, okay, fine, so you'll be my friend, but don't cross these lines? Or is it something that you feel like you will move and they'll get to understand it as you move? Because if you're an acquaintance, is there really that much depth to have that type of a conversation, even for them to understand what boundaries are, even for you to understand their boundaries? Okay, maybe boundaries is the wrong word, but I felt like, I mean, like, what, how do you differentiate how you move with your friends and how you move with your acquaintances? Like, I would say with my acquaintances, it's like just keeping it, like, professional, keeping it cute. There's no really... Mm. Like, you wouldn't go to the office and start telling people about your issues at home. I don't think that's, like, you see, it's like a boundary, but not a boundary. Whereas with your friends, it's a bit more open. Even if you do have boundaries, it's, like, communicated through time mm. and everything. Yeah. So that's what I okay. was asking, yeah. No, I got it. It was just, like, trying to figure out... Because um, my view is an acquaintance over time... You see if it's the same person at the office, maybe you sit next to each other. First year of work, you guys were acquaintances. But I think also it depends on... I don't want to say vulnerability or just a level of openness that kind of like transform it from because you can have boundaries within yourself but then you get to recognize okay fine this acquaintance also has boundaries for themselves and you start to respect that about each other and then it just grows so I think for an acquaintance like you're saying it's just we keep it professional keep it moving um, both of you don't have even to speak about it. I think you can just read the room sometimes with friends you have to really be intentional and set these things out like from the start which is not easy but I think yeah yeah I think the difference comes in as you said with time and also with choice like you choose to make Mm. someone your friend and over time you build a friendship whereas without those two like components you're really probably just gonna remain acquaintances so then with friends comes like circles inner circles main circles all of that your concept of your friend groups do you have like a main circle an inner circle like how do you group your friends I think inner circle um, comes for me is priority and it's I think it's people who understand me um, people who I trust will always be there when I need them or even when they need me that's why I put all my priority in just curating that inner circle just to make sure I weed out not that there's something wrong with someone, but it's just you start prioritizing in terms of this is the energy I want to put into this relationship or the friendship. So in a circle for sure. And as it branches out, it kind of adds up. So in a circle, maybe it's like two, three people. And then when you go to your middle circle, it kind of like increases by two. And these are people maybe you're in the same creative space. You kind of have like common things that you do, common interests, same mindset. And then just the outer circle is just... There's no deep connection. It's just we're kiki when we see each other. Yeah, that's how I'd put it. For me, the concept has definitely changed because before, all the people I considered to be my closest friends were all in one group of friends. Whereas now, all the people who I'm close to are different. Some of them don't even know each other. Like It's all people I'm pulling from different areas in my life. Also, my main circle is now like exclusively feminine. The people who I would say are like people I want to invite to everything I want to be there for everything whereas previously it was like a lot more male energy um and then also within that same group we're like aligned on certain things but I've also developed interests and priorities which maybe they're not into or they're not keen on so that's allowed me to develop more friendships outside this circle 
So it's like for me now, not all my friends are friends with each other. Like I have close friends from different parts of my life. I mean, that makes sense. As you evolve, as you grow older, as your interests change, your priorities change, what you used to like, you don't like anymore. Uh, I'd say I've had one consistent like friend from high school and on paper we're from two different worlds. But I think it's the fact that you're able to understand that I think a bond is a bond and just all these other things are just like extra context to whatever it is that you're talking about. But there's a bond that sticks between people. So I think the inner circle is one that if it's really true to your truest sense and your truest form, it would really change because you're able to accommodate this other person's evolution. And I think that's why it's an inner circle. It's tighter because you've both evolved and both been on You've watched each other grow up, for lack of a better word. And so that bond stays tighter as it expands. It's like I agree with what you're saying. It's just as you morph, yeah. But the core really has to adjust. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. My core has definitely adjusted though. But I wanted to tie it back to what you said about your friend who you've been friends with from high school. So you consider them your best friend. Oh, facts, yeah. So you, you like believe in best friends and you believe it's like a... I believe, yeah, even like, even minor saying, removing the title in itself. It's just, this is someone who's been there for you or both of you have been there for each other through thick and thin. Have you always had one best friend? Now when I look back at it, it there's always been just the one best friend. There are other people you've considered close friends. But I think best friend is like... um the creme like is it creme of the creme creme de la creme yeah that's how I'd, I'd put it so you've had like multiple best friends but it's always been one person rather than a group yes because I find it hard because how is it a best friend and it's a group of there's people who are like that they have like five best friends mm, I get they're all best friends with each other I feel like that's more of a girl thing though I don't know really if guys really do that but I feel like we should talk a bit about our history and our experiences with our best friends if mm. you remember how these relationships went and what, yeah. like, what made you stop being best friends. For me, the first one, I feel like I don't even remember what happened, but I feel like we just got over it. Like mm. we were best friends and then we just weren't best friends. And from there, like all the rest of my best friends have somehow screwed me over. So it's not been the best. Yeah. Um, I had friend, best friends from church and they were just assholes. Sorry, to say. That's blasphemy. No, like, <laughs> like they, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get. Um, they did come back and apologize later, like, and we tried to like, okay, they tried to like make it cool again, but I was really over it. Um, and then high school to uni, I feel like I had one best friend really, mm. and we were super close at the beginning. And I moved school, like we were so close to the thing where you spit on your hand and you shake hands. Mad. Like, we were so close. And then we just grew apart. And then also she talked shit. But we're still friends now. Like, we made up. But then we sort of fell apart and we weren't best friends. I mean, it's already a pattern I'm seeing, but cool. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, I haven't had the best luck. Mm. And then in uni now, I had one best friend who was so aligned and we did, like, everything together. And then guess what happened? <laughs> History repeats. <laughs> exactly. It just got super toxic. 
and now we're at the point where literally like I ran into her and we didn't even acknowledge each other's and like presence in the room mm. literally seated like centimeters apart and it was like you're not even there I'm not even there and then now currently I think honestly we have the closest friendship that I have currently in terms of like the time spent the conversations we have yeah. the support we have for each other our values and all that I feel like now I'm way most selective because of all these other experiences I've had there's been points where I'm like please just love me like just yeah. be my best friend but now I'm like do I even want to be your best friend like you know so at the core of it I'm trying to like the way you've given the timeline I've tried to like trace back even like from primary school yeah you have this like I remember I had like two homies and you know oh my god I want to be friends for life forever you get and so it's the but for me I think it's that capsule of the time you see in the same class so more or less your day to day activities relatively the same your struggles are pretty much the same so you you form this bond because you have like common ideas experiences cuz my track record has been every time I've made really close friends best friends like in primary school um I finished primary school I go to high school we never speak you get so I go to high school I make a bond with like and it's always been it's two people so now I get the concept of you can have two best friends mm. But then you see after I finished high school we stopped talking I get so for me it's the as you grow and I'm going to stick to this thing for this whole episode is the more you evolve the more your life experiences push you it teaches you expansion it teaches you to let go of people not because they are bad for you or they are good for you it's just like like you've said it's just it doesn't work you just you get over it and the more you cling on to things you'll just be like not allowing yourself to grow or evolve and that's how I want to look at it I mean as you said yeah so f- this has been a v- we've had a pretty close like friendship and it's a pretty close one and I'm trying to think of it's a time also it's taken from when this is like what 8 years now counting yeah. and you see 8 years is time put into actually getting to know this person see them experience things in their lives and then how they dealt with it how you supported each other but I think of that it's then is that to say that um I mean the people are going to argue it but like platonic like male female friendships yeah. I mean cuz once in a while even when I was in a relationship it was I'd be questioned about you that also would be like and tend to teach someone a concept they don't even believe in or even just try and subscribe to Yeah you know I'm getting to shit because but really just like but they're really my friend we're really best friends so I don't see how this thing is an issue So I don't know that topic about platonic friendships. Yeah. I mean, I think it works because as I said I had a group of male friends who I would spend like almost every day with. Yeah. And I wasn't romantically involved with any of them. Yeah. Like But then when it comes to you being in a relationship and then your partner having an issue with your best friend, I think it depends on a lot of things. For me it's about the part before you and your partner got into the relationship yeah. then you can see how this person and their best friend are moving just then you can decide because okay so what if let's just throw a span in the works sorry to cut you but so i agree with that one um if the friendship preceded the relationship the kind of means your partner has to accept it in a sense depends i think because before you become partners with this person they have the chance to see how you guys move as best friends and yes. then now 
you wouldn't by the time you get into the relationship you can't yeah. now start saying oh because you you knew how this was yeah. set up so i think the murky one is you're in a relationship but they didn't know but you see it's hard for them no, not to know yeah, you get that this person is really my best friend yeah but then i also get the fact that if you and your quote and quote best friend have been like intimately involved then i see where your partner is like no because i think once you've had a certain level of like energy exchange you can't really go back from it mm. it just takes the right situation for you and your best friend to go back into that vibe that you had so it depends on how the boundaries between you and your best friend are and it depends on how you've introduced your partner to this whole situation that's what i think what do you think i mean i agree with that okay because i'm trying to look at it like you know just even from basically like personal experience it was the almost you're putting a corner where you have to choose you get you're being told to choose between the relationship and your best friend what are the points being presented for you having to choose i think it's a part of not being comfortable um and it's a reality not everyone will be comfortable that type of a concept true you get so it's the so is it now you sit the two of them down and then you guys have a whole like you know meet and greet about it this needs to happen i think before the relationship it's not that now we get into a relationship and then now it's a thing it's like if you walked into this yeah and you knew yeah you shouldn't feel away about let's it like you know clear all this up before mm. if you're not comfortable let's not get into the relationship it's not that deep if my best friend means that much to me yeah let's just leave it but it's not a tea you know i have a best friend you're cool with it and then we get into a relationship and then it's like so now your best friend mm i get it i think like and i guess it's you and people like who listen and maybe even just comment it's just like what's the even just people's experiences with i feel like that mm. one is it's a varied one yeah it depends on a whole lot yeah. it's not like a fixed way of looking answer, at it yeah. yeah but i do believe platonic relationships can exist and sure. like you're saying it's your boundaries need to be set i think we're socialized to look at um male female as something here there's something here it has to Even be to something parents, exactly like your parents may not understand why you're hanging out to this male friend all the time like you get like so i think it's society has like socialized us to look at male female or boy girl man woman can't be just friends and it's also the thing people said like your parents <clears throat> like your dad doesn't have a female best friend your mom doesn't have a male best friend mm. so people are just like it's not sustainable yeah I think it's interesting also to think about it like that once you're older with kids. Okay, so my thing is this, so and correct me if I'm wrong, but by the time you're getting married, shouldn't this person then be your best friend? You get exactly. what I'm saying? So for you to come home one day like as a man, I come home to my wife and be like, "Oh yeah, I was hanging out with my best friend. I remember Regina." That's I think it's a and I can't speak on a marriage like married people, but I think it's also like a bit of a It's a rocky ground to navigate once you're married. Yeah. Like being platonic friends in marriage cool, but being best friends with someone of the opposite sex it's, it's a bit tricky. It's tricky. So I think it's the Also do depending on your sexual orientation because then Okay, oh, cool. yeah, let's not yes, yeah, Anthony. Yeah. We we accept everyone here. If you're in a um heterosexual relationship, then it's weird. But if you're dating a woman and you have a male best friend it might not be the same because it's okay, like nice you're not really I interested can't speak on, i can't even speak on that one like no, yeah. i don't know that experience no yeah but you can imagine like i wouldn't a woman wouldn't be threatened by a man if your partner is a woman so i think then like, that's the part then it's just how secure are you in your relationship for you to be like it fine you can have 
uh, opposite sex if you're in a heterosexual like relationship cool you can have a guy best friend oh. if you are secure in yourself I think here it comes boils down to you as an individual how just how secure are you mm. as a person for you to be like okay fine cool and also to remove that whole understanding uh, uh, if they're friends these guys they must be smashing or they, there must be something deeper than that yeah yeah I think a big part of friendship in adulthood is prioritizing and making time for your friends. Um, as I said, selectiveness is something that's come in for me as an adult. As of sorry, uh-huh. to take you back, but what are those like the checklist you do for you to say this person is now my best friend? You see, out of I a group like of people, do a checklist, but I think it's it's like a feeling. It's like a bond, like you said. It's like. Mm. It's like unspoken, yeah. almost. True. It's like the person you realize you talk to about everything or you share almost everything with, you guys have created like a space for each other, you always hold space for each other. Then that's when you can see your best friends. I don't think it's like, oh, he's five foot, like 11. No, I didn't, you know, mean, like I didn't mean that, like, that. like checklist. But you see, what you just said right now is, you know, someone who you've created a space, like, you know, those are the things you try and look at, the criteria. Yeah. Or just the en- environment that's there for you to be like, oh yeah, you know what? This person actually is. So do you think guys, like you shake hands on it to be like, okay, fine, we are best friends. Or it's something like you said, it's just, it goes unsaid and you both just know it. But you mm-hmm. kind of like reaffirm it once in a while. Yeah, you kind of reaffirm it once in a while. In high school, I had that idea of like, your best friend was the like, it's like you're married physical to each other display as friends. of this, you know. Yeah, we are a couple. Uh, yeah, no, it's just like, like you all both know what's happening. Uh. And yeah. As an adult, making time for your friends is an actual thing that you actually have to think about. Because you don't realize how it's like Monday, then it's Friday, then it's December, then you haven't talked to this person for like seven months. And it's like, oh, like it's been seven months. So I think the thing with prioritizing friendships that I've seen is I've had to see that different friends play different roles in my life. Mm. So that's been an aspect that I've used to prioritize them. The friends who I like to go out with and like have fun with are not the same friends who I would be talking to about like investments or like financial problems. Sometimes they do, but it's like you go to different people for different things. So are friends like tools that serve specific purposes? I wouldn't call them tools. I mean, for lack of a better word, I mean, from your analogy, you know, they're friends I'll have fun with. They're friends I'll talk to about investment. Sometimes they cross over, so I wouldn't say, but there's groups of people who you know, I wouldn't go to this person to be like, hey, do you want to go out and drink? Because we don't have that sort of relationship. Mm. And that helps me prioritize because then I know if I'm in this space, I don't need to feel like I need to talk to everyone and text back everyone and make sure I'm in touch with everyone. Yeah. I know who I can go to when I'm in that space. That's been one way. I think mine has been the... It's been easier. I mean, of course, especially when you start working, time is pretty much limited. I think when you're in uni, you had all the time to like spend time with your friends. But as you people move into different phases of your lives, it becomes... Like you said, I mean, I wouldn't sit down to talk about investments with someone who I know is not even about that type of life. It's no diss to them. I'm sure there are things they wouldn't come to talk to me about because exactly. they know I'm not into that type of thing. So I guess it's the it's the commonalities or the common ground you can find with these people. And then you start to figure out, okay, fine. Um, 
if I'm looking to, I don't know, curate a playlist on Zambian rock, I know who, who I can go and talk, talk to, to about yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? If I want to do self-care treatments, I know who I can go and talk to about that. that yeah. I think it's you being more responsible and being more, what's the word? I actually think that's where selectiveness comes in. Because if you yeah. have, a, as you get the more clear understanding of what what you need or what you want to put your energy into, then yeah. you start to be like, okay, these are the types of people who you can have like these discussions with. Like yeah, well, I think it's the, we get, how would I put it? I think it's something we'll go into later, but it's the, like the trauma bonding. So you kind of feel like all these people bunched up kind of like helped me discomfort. But I think the more you remove yourself and the more you spend time with yourself, you start prioritize what your needs are, what your vision is. And then it's up to you to be, I want to say like an adult now to start figuring out, okay, fine, this is where I want my life to go to. And these are the people I feel will kind of like elevate me or will elevate each other to achieve our own individual dreams. So I think the more you adult, the more you start to figure out, okay, fine, um, it's cool to be cool with people, mm. but also there's the... There's levels. There's levels to the this whole thing. And there's yeah. also the time I'm putting in, the energy I'm putting into this, all these things. So I think, yeah, it's the... Look at where you want to go in your life, what you want to achieve. And also, when you spend time with these people, when you leave, how do you feel after that? Do you feel energized? Do you feel drained? That kind of like helps you filter through and figure out, okay, fine. Um, I'd rather spend more time with Edna because I end up leaving a certain way as opposed to X, Y, Z, you know. I think reevaluate how your experiences are with them when you spend time with them. Another part of friendships in adulthood is like communication is big and consistent communication doesn't mean daily communication mm. in a way. It's like you just you check in with each other but just because you didn't check in, in with each other every single day doesn't mean you're not friends anymore whereas in uni and before that it was like text me back like you just sometimes you're busy and, and you're friends need saying, to get that if like someone if one of your friends is working they get and to understand not. yeah if they're both if both of you are working you get to understand you know what mm. I can't spend my whole day over here just like you know doing back Texting, and forth back and yeah. forth if one of if both of you are not working still, you have all the time to do that chit chat. So it's like it depends on where you guys where are at, in yeah. your lives for both of you. You can communicate something, but as long as you guys are not experiencing kind of the same things, it's gonna be lost in translation somewhere in between there. Yeah. So I agree with that. I think it's the it's your phases in your lives really determine a lot of these like experiences when you have like with your friends. Yeah, so yeah. it's important to pay attention to what's going on in your friends' lives because then you can sort of see how their movements yeah. are aligned with yours and how, like, sometimes your friends may have expectations of you that you're not able to meet, but then if you're looking at their situation, you can see why they would think that and then now you can explain yourself. True. Um, another part is planning meetups and putting in the effort as an adult. When you're in uni and you see each other every day and then you go work in, like, different towns you're not gonna see each other as frequently so something i realized is you really have to make the plan i set a date and make it happen and yeah. be like we're gonna do this again on this day because otherwise time like flies by and you never get to see your friend so it's like you have to be so much more intentional even like with covid and everything it just made me um re 
strategize because now I mean I haven't done it in a while and I feel bad about it but at least I'd make sure me and Lewis talk every week and it's a thing because I know I can't see you but there's also we both understand like you live in two a different county but I think it's just the however way you, and it's in between that communication you guys know how this relationship of yours works so if texts work if phone calls work however way it's just the because also it can be out one way you're the one who keeps on checking in on the other person mm-hmm. And I think that's where you also start to understand how much time am I putting into trying to make us meet. You know what I'm saying? It's the I always believe in the universe's timing. If something, if y'all are gonna be, even see the by virtue of you calling and setting a date, that's the universe's way. It made it happen. So it, I believe in. Sometimes the universe will bring you guys together when it needs to. Other than that, I think a phone call, a text, just you know, the simple end of the week. Oh, how's your week? Da 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 da. Yeah. can work yeah for sure I think another thing is even as your adult and if it's really your inner circle friends try also spend time with their families cause it kinda I believe in when you see someone in their home setting and you see how their parents are how their siblings are it gives you a better understanding to how this person was brought up kinda lends you to understand okay so a certain thing this is why they, you are the way mm. you are you've talked to me about it You've talked about all these things, but not being able to see it. And even for their parents, they know if anything ever happens, good, bad. Yeah, they know. They know this is someone yeah, I actually can important. reach out. This someone is actually always with my son, daughter. It's so important, actually, for your parents to know your friends. To know your friends. I think it's, even it's a mature numbers, it's know, a progression, it's like yeah. A to have that thing, just know their parents, like yeah. interact. True. The amount of intentional time you'll set to meeting also like go to their house like set a lunch date to go to their house i know covid and everything but when things normalize or whenever they do mm. it's something i actually really want to do is yeah. i've known lewis what 10 years i've only met the mom but we never actually had sat down had lunch together you know what i'm saying yeah. so things i want to do I, I should be able to call lewis's mom to be like hey can we go for lunch that's the way I want to take now. I think I'm thinking about now sitting down. I'm like, yeah, something I really want to do now is just meet your friend's parents. It's a nice way to, it's the most adult thing you can do, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So with like your circle or like your friends when you have mutual friends, let's say table and chair are having an issue. Mm. Are you the type of friend who's going to pick a side or are you going to, are you the type of friend who sits on the fence when there's like drama? I used to be the I sit on the fence because I want to please both of them but due to like previous experiences I've seen maybe pass one year two years I pick a side now because I think I'm more informed of my opinions more informed of my principles my morals so I feel like if you go against what I stand for I should be able to call you out yeah. And if both of you are still not like I can still also be like, you know what, screw both of you. None of you is even making any sense. So nowadays I pick a side. Yeah. Yeah. I think not choosing a side is still choosing a side. Because I've also been sitting on the fence, but it's still okay. Okay. I'm not okay personally. People usually like don't make your friends choose sides. I'm not okay with my friends. Friends, not acquaintances, not yeah, friends. friends. Yeah. Like kicking with people they know I've had issues with or I've had a major like fallout with. Mm. I just don't see why. why but should they be it's allowed? It's like a measure for, of loyalty. But should they be allowed to choose to be friends with that person the same yeah, way they are choosing? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They choose. It's, uh-huh. it's not both. Like you're not going on this side and this side. 
you need to choose because that's how your loyalty shows okay wait so table chair and desk all these people are friends it's gonna be confusing a b c the three are friends and let's say for example shaga is french to a french to b but then something happens between me and okay fine let's just yeah the three of us there we are here (laughs) bukachi yourself and myself so me and bukachi fall out cool we are three friends me and bukachi fall out but then so what you're trying to say is i can't or i shouldn't allow wait yes i shouldn't be happy with you kicking into the bukachi if i'm kicking it with you it's so I'm supposed to, to me, pick to one. Me, not you. Yeah. Me, who's in the middle of these two friends, yeah. should be able to maybe talk to both of them separately, understand where they're coming from, mm-hmm. speak to them about it if they if it's like a thing that can be reconciled, and if uh-huh. not, choose who I'm going to stand with, and that's it. Like I'm not gonna go on this side and be like, you know, I don't think they should have done that, and then go on this side. No, I get that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just like loyalty. It doesn't True. mean you never I never speak to Bukachi again. It just means there's gonna be a boundary about okay, we can't hang out like the way we used to hang out. I don't agree with what you did yeah. or XYZ and this is how I think okay. we'll move forward. Because I've not chosen a side before and I know it was me being disloyal. Yeah. And me just trying to like be see what happens everyone. next, you yeah. know. But again it also applies when it's a serious thing, not that he someone is bickering with someone else and then mm-hmm. you're like no I'm choosing a side like nah. it's it's like when it's a thing thing that's True. when I mean if you yeah it should be something like a small thing should be able to be hushed out yeah but it actually goes against like things you stand for morally principally I don't think there's time to start being nice or be friendly with everyone it's just like eh, yeah. nah, there you cross the line you cross the line and we move if you can own up, that's fine. And CRT, you're the highest judge of morals. But if it's just, you know your own principles at this point in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, just not picking a side is, you're trying to be just to please everyone. Yeah. You're trying to hold on to both of them. Yeah. And it's like, why? You can't be friends with any, everyone yeah, anyway. Can't. So it's no, also important to be able to, as you said, call out your friends. <laughs> I saw a tweet that was like, your friends should be able to correct you and you still remain friends with them. Your friend, That's so facts. like your friends correcting you shouldn't be like, oh, they secretly hate me now. Mm. This is how they've always felt. It's like, if I'm your friend, I should be able to be honest enough to be like, yo, yeah. you did this. Yeah. But, and it wasn't cool. But I think it's the how also. It's the how and it's the, this also like, I feel like it's just a whole season in itself. Boundaries, because... Mm. Um, if we've established certain boundaries between us, you should be able to take my criticism as this is what it means. If our relationship has a lot of things get lost in translation, like you know, words mean different things to different people. So I might say something, and you might take it away. And I was just generally trying to express what someone felt. They're just trying to like you know correct you on something. So mine would be yeah you. You can't call someone out, but in the same breath, you also have to understand how they receive yes. information or correction. Oh, yeah. Um, I've never been a big advocate of reworking your form of expression to suit someone else's um, acceptance of it. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. 
it comes from if we're both adults you know how i speak i know how you speak if i say something i don't think it should be taken out of the context of how you know i speak i don't think it can be turned into an elephant if it was a mouse mm. so i think being able it's to call out maturity. your friends like, it's maturity yeah i think being able to call out your friend when they're doing something or moving in a different way whatever it is that they did if you really are really friends and i think it gets easier with your inner circle yeah. at least you guys have a stronger bond so it's going to be like oh okay fine cool i get you, you can be able to have a rational conversation about it as opposed to people who just jump on the defensive and start even just pulling receipts from things you've done previously you get so you're just like they're not as a fan of me trying i'm just trying to look out for you yeah but it's also some real shit it's not like a fun thing to be called out or to have to apologize but it's a necessary part of maturity yeah yeah but also i love the thing that you always say where it's like i'll always have your back in front of people even if you're wrong i'll have your back facts i'll go correct you call belly yeah like it's I can't not that you know you're calling your friends no. out in front of everyone like uh, you did this it's no 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 the how is a major part of yeah. they'll take it also yeah yeah no i believe calling out your f- yeah it's facts it also has to do also with your you being scared that if you correct them you lose them as a friend you get that concept of ah mm. now they won't be friends with me so let me just keep quiet really let me accept friend, everything that they do um i get all those things can go through your head i mean i've been there before the people i also know i haven't called out on the things they've done and it's something i should be able to do but also is it in my place to start mm. calling them out you know what i'm saying yeah it's important actually yeah to know your place yeah just know you can see someone moving away but then it's the but, yeah, but even if yeah. yeah let me just work on me that leaves i have a bit of like grounds to come back and say i here yeah mm. or if they ask or if you, they ask yeah that's yeah i feel like way. but up you're just standing and you'll be like hey you know you, you and then this, you yeah. and then you <laughs> nah you can't be out here like that so yeah so we both agree you should be able to call out your friends major But is there something I've ever called you out on and you felt like you don't have to give a tip. But you felt okay fine, you know what? I get what Shaga is trying to say. I just didn't appreciate how it was said. For sure. Okay. Me? Yeah. But you see that's the thing. It's we're still sitting here talking, yeah. yeah. And also it's the thing of if you know someone as your friend, sometimes you see how parts of their personality come into play in certain things that they do. Yeah. Or you can understand if you know someone and for example you know the attachment style you can see how certain things come into play yeah so it's like okay i get where you're coming from it may not be true i may not agree with it mm. i may not like how you said it but i get where you're coming from and that's like the principle of it okay so and then there's friendship breakups or betrayals by friends so i saw this thing i think you know the quote from and then like oprah magazine I don't know it's even Oprah said it herself one of the writers and they're just like um when were you reading Oprah magazine though <laughs> like we're not just going to skim past that <laughs> so I was doing this thing for friendship breakups cuz as a guy it's not mm. a concept that I've actually experienced I feel like with What you've never had a friendship breakup? It's not a breakup it's just like with guys the fact that we don't communicate emotions or we don't speak on let me not normalize that toxic masculinity Exactly so it's the we'll just we'll drift apart and we drift we still broke up you whether you ghosted or not exactly or <laughs> so you're saying so i had to like do some research about it so it was saying um our brains don't recognize the difference between a romantic breakup and a Yo, friendship breakup the worst feeling and then i was just like facts and so i don't know i feel like 
from what you've explained today in your timeline, you've been through it a couple of times. Yeah. So what's for you, like, what's the things that are unforgivable? Where do you, like, end the friendship? Even if it's just ghosting. Like, what are the things for you that you're like, this, as a matter of principle, I will not stand for it? Um, two timing. Mm. I think for me, just being two-faced is something I, I just don't stand for. Like, mm. yeah, you can't come say one thing to me and then you act a certain way when you're with me, Different but then people, yeah. other people you act. I feel like I can't trust that. If you're a chameleon in like you know your circles, then I I can't. Yeah. I need some consistency. Also, with such people, when everyone else is usually the problem, like everyone's always doing things to you, that's like a red flag for me. I'm always like, mm, no. Um, but one major thing is like people who are super like unapologetic, like someone who will do something to you. Yeah. And be so unapologetic about it. Yeah. And just like move like it didn't happen. Mm. So you tell them, and then you have to keep repeating yourself, like repeating yourself, repeating. It's just like. So I get that one. Then also there's the excuse me. Your issues. They like trivialize your issues. Or like your experience. Like you know, you go and tell someone, hey, but you know, I went to because <laughs> I have stories. So when you talk about like, you know, you tell her, yo, this is how I'm feeling, uh uh-huh, and then it's trivialized. I never appreciate that. And when someone does that for me it's just a red flag, I'm like, um, nah. You don't get to say if something is important, not important. It's, it's how I feel, you know. So if it's something I've been through, just take it as face value. So I think when someone does that for me, I'm always like, okay, another Noted. one, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the only positive side of like friendship breakups is you're just you're saving yourself from like more betrayal and more disappointment. It hurts and everything, but. It's like you're saving future you from a, a repeat of the same thing happening. Yeah. I think it's the... Like you said, you're saving yourself. It's a cycle. Like, it's just... I'm big on loops. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you've been through something with a friend and it happens... So when I see the loops, I'm always just like... I'm quicker to being like... Honestly, same. At this point, I can end a friendship because I'm fed up. Like, it, sometimes it doesn't even have to be that deep. Like, sometimes... Mm. As in, you just get tired. Yeah. And that can be reason enough. And I feel like some friends have like a shelf life. True. You get so it's the however way we met, bonded. If there was no depth to it, it's gonna have a shelf life to mm. it. And the more you cling on to it, the more you'll get frustrated with this Each person. Other, yeah. yeah. So it's just you're better off just being like, you know what? Cool. I respect and honor the human being you are, what path you're on in your life. And I wish you all the best. Not to say that I won't see you somewhere and just like, you know, duck. It's just like, cool, I'll still like dab you up. But yeah, there's like... There's still love. and There's no love lost. It's just like we're not serving the yeah, same... Yeah, you can't just like be loyal and just be... Blindly. Like following this, so I think sticking that's to this friendship. Another thing is just like, you know, that blind loyalty... Yeah. To your friendships. Yeah, because just because you've been friends for a while doesn't mean you can't like just fall back a bit with love yeah it's not like i hate you but it's like just not on the same page Mm. and i think your loyalty always needs to be matched that's like the principle of it so someone's actually doing their best not to let you down not actively letting you down and then you make up and then they let you down and then you like you you mean respect yourself yeah Mm. yeah let's talk about frenemies frenemies are friends who secretly hate you 
I don't really know if boys have frenemies or if this is like a girl thing. Also, I should probably stop saying this boys thing. Nah, I'm saying twice. That's just how it is. Um, I think my yeah, I've experienced frenemies. What is it like for boys? Like they steal your girl or something? Now you can imagine. Okay, because I can't ex- speak on like a feminine experience, but just like testosterone is a thing, so you can imagine the competitiveness that is just inbuilt in boys. Not to say the girls are not, but like can you imagine like in sports, mm. like yo, everybody wants to show out. So it's the. I think it's the both of you. Both of you know you're good at something, but they'll. You can low-key just tell like they're not really rooting for you. They know you're good at what you're doing, but it's just That's like. That's like a major thing. People <sighs> who aren't happy for your achievements or are super competitive, and they're your friends. They're yeah. not your friends. They don't actually. So like I you. stay away from that frenemy energy because I feel like it kind of has. The same for like as evil eye. Mm. So you're my friend, but I can tell there's things you're doing. You're like also passive aggressive or Loki. About different like things. Like you Loki make some remarks where it's like, did you mm. just say that? Like that was a And bit they rude. laugh it like haha. So and, but you caught it. It's like yeah. I peeped what you just said. So for me that's yeah, I've experienced it. But I think the older I've gotten, even the wiser I've gotten, is as you get to figure out, um, I don't read you in my life now because it's just not serving. It's just not doing. This energy's off. But like for you, is it... Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like girls kind of like... You guys will smile at each other or hug each other, do everything. But at the back of one of y'all's minds is, I just don't fuck with this shorty. Yeah, but the signs show themselves. That's the thing. You just have to be on the lookout for it. Like what you're saying, the competitiveness, mm. the comments people make where it's like a joke, but it's not really. Yeah. Um. Also, people talking behind your back. Like you tell X something and then you hear about it from Y, mm. who was mm-hmm. never there for the conversation. And you're like, how did you know this if I only told this person? Yeah. That's probably someone who's not. Because it's never usually at the good things. It'll be like something you told someone in confidence and yeah. then someone else repeats it to you. It's like... <sighs> And then also people creating situations where you're painted like the aggressor. Mm. Like someone will consistently be weird and be like making these remarks. And then when you speak about, about it, they're shocked and they're like, why are you so aggressive? That's so yeah, so for me, it's always been that thing. The you say your side of the story without really hearing both sides of the story. Mm. So people always have experienced who will go with one side of a story and make a whole conclusion of it yeah uh, people have learned just to be like nah, then i really can't because if you were really my friend you'd come and ask on this other side yo brother what happened here so yeah so people who make conclusions off one side i'm always just like i'm wary of such people a foundation of a friendship is trust and so if you're i can't trust you to have my back when shit has hit the fan then I don't even expect you to be there when shit is actually good. You know. Yeah, I don't want you there. It might sound rude, but also it's just like, it's, there's no space for that. Let me tell you guys a story about one yeah. of my frenemies. <laughs> so I had this friend who always like would but try to But then she's to triggered, there's so there's in her eyes. <laughs> super close to me. Like, she would always be like, she lives like in a different world from where I live. She'd always be super involved like in my shit, but I would get weird vibes from her. So like I would go to her house and her mom would just be so weird. Or I like her sisters would be like really weird. But I'm like, 
at the same time she'll have like a thing and she'll invite four people and she'll make sure one of the peop- four people will come and pick me up and she'll but wait what do you mean by the parents would be weird or siblings like, would be do you know weird? when you can tell like you're just not the vibes welcome, are just like not you're not uh, like it's like really weird mm-hmm. and then also her sisters would like unfollow and then follow me back and then the most weird thing is so, so at my graduation she gave a speech and she started crying and she was like super dramatic and then my grandma came to me and she's like hey that one she's too much it's not necessary for her to go that far word up to grandmas they have like, like moms no but grandmas, grandmas have is like, like a seven cents <sighs> and i was like Ah, <laughs> and I was like, ah, like she's tripping. Why is she tripping? Like she was yeah. just being emotional because she loves me and mm. she's proud of me. Dust. I. Cap. I mean, finally, I just blocked her, yeah. blocked her off everywhere without notice. Like I was just like, it keeps being this but thing. But wait, where so you didn't have a conversation with her to be like. Be, oh. So what had happened is, um, at one point in time, we fell out and we stopped talking completely. Mm. She came back, we made up, and then her sisters would follow in and follow me. Or her mom would just be weird, or oh, I thought you were gonna say the mom would follow and follow you. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I would just be like, like, what are we doing? Uh, I just got fed up, so I just blocked off everything. Right. But she had most of those signs, like the yeah. passive aggressiveness or the super competitiveness, mm. and yeah, I think right. with frenemies, just pay attention to the, what energy people are saying, yeah. are bringing to you, and what they're saying, so and how they're saying it, how they're saying it, yeah. And also trust your gut, and then just create distance between you and mm. these people accordingly. Facts, that I, I agree, hundred percent. There's toxic friendships. We have to talk about toxic friendships. Mm. So what's a toxic like friendship? For a me, it's the signs. <laughs> it's the signs. It's like there's always drama, always drama. Like there's always something that's happened, mm. and then there's there's like zero boundaries. Yeah. Like there's that and then there's the fact that they encourage like your worst habits. Oh my you god. Get. So for someone who quits smoking, I'm normally like very wary figgy. of someone here yeah, who's <laughs> just like figgy. Ashaki could uh just one Why? figgy. You know, so yeah. That I just I Not already so checked for right now. Or thing that you've you stopped doing. So people just encourage your worst traits. I'm always just like people who lie for weird things like mm. it'll be me and you and we know the story and you already told me the story but then x will come into the conversation and then yeah. it'll be a different story like you're trying to like get sympathy or trying to like see my certain way toxic that's friendship. one i think there's the like this the friendship only works on their time mm. so it's when when they need you when like when they're going through something they need you and you when you're going through something as it's like you don't apparently exist. they're not as available as you are for them yeah so it's that like energy if you're putting in like more effort into the friendship that's already a toxic one but at the same time in the same i just want to say i don't think toxic friendships or toxic people are like villains some of them are even just unconscious i'm not saying all of them but some of them just don't even know no, yeah. that that's how they are for them that's the that's how they move you get and uh, maybe they don't even have boundaries so they'll say what they want when they want how they want keep it moving yeah so I think for me it's also be able to on the lookout so that you don't put yourself in a situation where you're actually pointing people out to be like oh you're toxic you're toxic mm. maybe you're actually toxic to someone else and you don't and even you have don't an even idea know, yeah. you know what I'm saying so it's the 
I think yeah, check out for those traits. Even check also, them within yourself. Also, how they speak about the other friends. I feel like it's a good hey, that one. I'm normally just that's a red flag. Yeah. Hey, that's mm. a major one. If you always come like, serving the tea about other people, and you're people, with this person all the time, hey, so normally, like, uh, uh, sembuse. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I think that one for sure, for sure. I think it ties also to trauma bonding. So that trauma bonds are usually a, a result of an unhealthy attachment. So, mm. for example, if you if you're familiar with Stockholm syndrome, it's a type of trauma bonding. So, an example of how it would look like in a friendship is imagine a cycle where you and your friend it's like they're rewarding you and then they're punishing you. So, they ignore you for like weeks. And you see them hanging out with other people, you see them talking to other people, and then suddenly they start talking to you again as if nothing happened. It's like that push and pull. Mm. It's like it's like almost a form of abuse if you think about it. I mean, trauma Because is um, something abusive and it must have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Or like they take advantage of you. But you you know you're being taken advantage of. Yeah. But you're staying because you feel like ah, oh, it's just like I understand why they're being like this. Mm. I know they're like you want that validation. You know this is not permanent. I understand where they're coming from. So highs, it's the so one your trauma bond is the codependency yeah. that you guys have, and I think trauma bonds are kind of also formed. You see, depending on the the experiences you've shared, especially like traumatic ones, whatever it is. If we've mm. talked about these things and we see like there's a correlation with what we've experienced. Then you start being like, oh, okay, fine, cool. So I'm not weird for having gone through what I went through, and you've accepted me telling you about it. You haven't started acting weird, so it means this shit is okay. It's okay, cool. Uh, this works. Yeah. The scary part comes in now when someone is aware of what you've been through and they use that to their advantage, consciously, kind of like just to get their way with you because they know you've been through X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And the trauma bonds become really hard to Break. be aware of, especially if you guys kind of like, like you numb most of your pain together using the same things. So mm. from alcohol to drugs to whatever it is that you do, just to try and like numb yeah, the like pain. Yeah, it's like you guys lose yourselves in the friendship, but it's not really a friendship. It's, it's like not. It's just like you accept me. Yeah, created, yeah, I feel safe here, accepted. But for and all the wrong reasons. And then you know reasons, the reality is like. This person has used this thing against me. For example, I don't actually trust this person. Yeah. But I'm so attached to them. I can't just detach and move on. Mm. Like, it's like you feel like you're almost being controlled by this person. So it's something here. So I think when you bond over like your wounds, you start being accepting of the other person's behavior. Mm. So you're you just like, oh, okay, fine. You rationalize whatever it is that they're saying or doing and how they're working. Because you're just like, you know what? I understand. They've been through this, so it's okay. It's only me who understands. Yeah, so, so let me just keep doing it. I feel like it's, you can be in a, like a trauma bond, like friendship, and you'd never realize it. It takes one of one of you guys to have like, to flip a switch to be like, okay, fine. Yeah. What are we doing to like go through? If one of you stands up to be like, mm, I think we should try therapy. Or yeah, we should try and think about why to deal or how to deal with her, whatever it is that we went through, as opposed to we just know this thing we went through together, and so we share that commonality. We have to talk about being like solid friends with everything we've talked about. How can you be a supportive friend, and how can you know that you're also 
surrounded by supportive friends i think one being being a supportive friend requires you to remove your ego from your friend's life you should be able to be happy for their own successes their own yeah. progression mm. what they're doing support them like you want to be supported yeah being supportive means this is how i look at it if you put up something whatever content you put up Lol. a supportive friend is i like i retweet i share i do everything as if i'm your only fan and i think that's how you know someone is supportive of you because you've removed the competition out of it it's the your success is your success i should be able to be happy for that for you, be yeah. proud of that for you and then also i think it's important to say that support looks different for different people and different I mean, things because yeah. like you're not active on social media yeah. but how you support for example my content is you'll give me feedback or yeah. you maybe leave a comment like things like that this yeah. different way someone has a business maybe you don't have the money to buy it but you can share it on your stories yes. or you can recommend it to someone when someone else is asking about yeah. oh i wanted to get this so there's so many ways that you can support someone i think just be proud of who your friend is i think yeah. just being proud of your friend to be like you know what they're my friend they're doing this let me support that and like you're saying however way it comes that's how you do it mm. and the how do i say this continuous like encouragement yeah just allowing them to progress and just telling them the feedback the being honest with them exactly i think yeah. that's being supportive in whatever they guards whatever they do just be able to tell them this is you're the best at what you're doing gas them because lord knows what people go through like individually how much self doubt you have within yourself how much like you don't really believe in yourself that much just having that one person in your corner and you being that friend to someone I think be that person you want to have in your own corner. Mm-hmm. That's how I'd put it. I also like to think that self-care is a part of being a good friend because self-care in that you're trying to understand where you're at and what you're looking for in friendship. Mm. So that you're not wasting your time or anyone else's time because you can find that you're not being a good friend to someone because maybe you actually genuinely are not in a space to be friends with that person. Yeah. So you might find that you're struggling to support friends but maybe you just need to direct your energy to a different friend type thing. Like you need to be able to understand where you're at so yeah. that you're like okay this this is genuinely my friend I genuinely want to invest in this relationship because you can't invest in all the 50 relationships equally so you should be able to understand which ones yeah. are a priority for you so that you're able to fully show up in those relationships. I think without self-care then it lends to being able to re- like reevaluate your boundaries yes and being able to them. communicate those as you change and as you grow as you understand yourself i think that will allow you also to be a good supportive friend because you are aware of your own boundaries you're communicating them that's happening so it's like an exchange yeah, you're that you're having those, yeah. yeah so i think that allows you to just understand where their needs are and how you can actually tap into that and actually make them feel kind of like they're already whole but they feel supported and cared for yeah. by someone i think just communicate as the more as you grow just communicate what you're going through i think the more they know about you the more they're able to understand uh okay cool and even just ask exactly i struggle a lot when and i guess it's just in my nature it's the i'm always able to get people to talk to me about like wild things like you know still like a superpower but it's the being able to create that space where i don't even need to ask anymore 
it's just you're able to be like hey this is what i'm going through it's not easy for everyone but as long as you're a sup- good friend and a supportive friend they'll always know at least i know i can pick up my phone and talk to this person i think it's also the reverse of not being afraid like the way you ask them them not being afraid to ask you exactly sometimes if you know someone is in your support system you could be scared of asking them but you could genuinely just be like hey can we please make time to have a phone call this week i really need someone to talk to something yeah. as simple as that yeah. it might not be that you can just pick up the phone up and call someone immediately but that doesn't mean they're not your friend you can also just understand people people have lives yes so you can ask your friends to support you in ways which work for both of you yeah yeah i totally agree and then let's not forget loyalty in friendships just be loyal to the people you're loyal to mm. you can't be loyal to everyone like it's just how it is and be gentle i feel like not everybody is at 100% where you are at yeah just being gentle understand everybody has their own path everybody has their own time to get to where they need to get to they're figuring it out yeah everybody's going through their own things so just be gentle with other people maintain the boundary but just also just be gentle with people i think it's it's nice if you have someone who's like nice they are like nice to you yeah. i think yeah okay cool i think that's pretty much it for this week's episode that was fun most of um i hope you guys enjoyed it please leave us a rating and a review thank you so much again just for listening for all the support you guys show I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um this has been episode 4 of the Seventh Sense podcast relationship with friends. My name is Eugene Yashaga. My name is Adnan Jay. See you guys. See you guys next week. Bye.